0: There will be spoilers ahead. Lots of spoilers,
1: so be careful, won't you? Come on, Max, just... Just hear me out. I found this old map and a pair of socks in the basement under a box marked kitchen utensils. I swear, it's the real thing. Look me in the eye and tell me you've never heard of the treasure of Trousersnake, most heinous of all pirates sailing the seven seas. They say he butchered more people, stole more loot than the Beatles and Elvis combined. Look, 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 look here. There are directions that get us started. Take 12 paces due south, From the Tree of Destiny. I think they mean the old Double Tree of Destiny Hotel on the outskirts of town. From there, turn west and walk 15 more paces until Skull's teeth catch the morning sun. Uh, Okay, I don't know what that means, but we'll know when we get there. Then, dig down deep until you strike the Golden Path. From there... It's but a wee hop, skip, and a jump to the next episode of Max Mike Movies. This week, we're
0: Goonies. Well, we're watching The Goonies from 1985 as part of our series. (laughs) You haven't seen that? Part two. Because... This one of the biggest, most cultural phenomenist movies ever to have been touched by Steven Spielberg has really? never, ever been seen by that guy over there. The Hello. mouth to my Mikey, Max <laughs> Treasure Chest Levine. Give us a pirate's curse, Max.
2: Um, a you wag of scallies. Oh, scallions. Shiver no. me timbers. Uh, well, then, put on a put on a sweater so your timbers will stop shivering. <laughs>
0: Such a pirate. And I, (laughs) I can only be the one what gets this boat moving, Mike, Captain Shipwreck, loose. We're not goonies, just an incredible simulation. But before we get to the movie, we're going to get to you and our... question. If you recall, last episode, we asked you all to let us know, comedy or music, what your favorite concert film was. This, according to you, was they... Them, nah, giant ants, nah. Wait, uh, no. These are your answers. That's Make me a sergeant, different. charge the booze. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deeper. Vince, Canadian extraordinaire, penguin hunter without equal, wrote us via the website. Although he doesn't sound like that. Quote. Oh, I in really my re- head he does. <laughs> sure. Okay. I really love the film "Urg: A Music War." Don't have a war, which has tons of bands from the early '80s, mostly obscure ones, except for maybe the Go Go's and the Police. But also featuring Klaus Nomi, who stole the movie for me. It's an uneven movie, and the groups are totally random. But it's the only footage of some bands I was into at the time. End quote. Huh. I never heard. Have you ever heard of that?
2: What's the title again?
0: Urg: A Music Urg? War.
2: Yes. No. U r
0: g h. Wow. No. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Well, I'm pro- intrigued. It's probably worth looking up. Thanks, Vince. Yeah. Way over to the Facebook page. We have Angelo Patsalis up first. Quote: Tommy, the who
2: just watched mm. it the other
0: night from Royal Albert Hall. End quote. I assume he means the concert was at the Royal Albert Hall, not that yeah. he was at the. Royal
2: hey, Albert be cool. He, we can see if they filled in all those ten thousand holes. Yeah, man. Blackbird Lancashire.
0: Uh, wow, that, that oh does, boy. Sound, does sound like a great show. Thanks, Angelo. We're going to get through these, aren't we? Next was Tyler Stewart with Stop Making Sense. All right. How about you, did, When did we start? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. He means the movie. Oh, oh, oh. You know, and to be fair, that is one of the top concert films. So thanks, Tyler. Dave. Dave. Whose name rhymes with wag, offered, quote. No, it doesn't. If you look at it sideways, it does. Uh, Quote, I have never watched many concert videos. Tried a couple of times, but they don't get the play that albums do. At the theater, Stop Making Sense in Richard Pryor. Stop Making uh, Sense is iconic for our generation. Someday, I will wear a big suit like that. I will get (laughs) it custom-made and everything. (laughs) I suppose the one that has the most play at my house would be Take Me to the Plaza by Jonathan Richman. Nothing special about it, though, end quote. Hmm. Nothing special kay. except you like it. Thanks, Dave. Mm. Benjamin Carl was next with, quote, Ninja Turtles out of their shells. Oh, and- God.
2: Um, that was a music tour. I didn't know they made a movie out of it. Was it? Yep. <laughs> oh, dear. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well,
0: thanks, Javi. I, yeah. Mm. Ow. Kelly Cooper wrote, quote, Okay, so it's 1983. It's New Year's Eve. It's about to become 1984, but somehow I'm becoming casey kasem. (laughs) But I haven't read Orwell's book yet, so I don't know why it's significant. I'm 13. My parents have gone to a party, and I'm in charge of my nine-year-old brother. We're supposed to be in bed, asleep, but I'm channel surfing and he's too tired to complain about my choices. A rare blessing. And I stumble across (laughs) Styx's Caught in the Act concert movie. I only half understand what's going on, but I love sci-fi, so I watch the whole thing. Mind blown. Wow,
2: I I don't know this
0: one. Me either, but uh, Domo from Kelly-san. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Steve Kellner of the Massachusetts Kellners posted, quote, definitely stop making sense. I don't Uh. like most concert movies because the sound quality isn't great and the film quality isn't great. So it just makes you wish you had really been there. But Jonathan Demme directed Stop Making Sense, and he actually combined several shows for best effect, end quote. As we said, this one is a standout. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Not to be left out, Dan Schaefer countered with, quote, I've not seen a ton of concert movies, but. Stop Making Sense is definitely top of my list, end quote. Well, it seems talking heads are in the lead. Thanks, Dan. Top contributor, Adam Mark, offered a different point of view. Ah. Kind of. Quote, I really enjoyed Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, 2008. That's not a concert. Well... A story about an assortment of New Jersey-based high schoolers heading into Manhattan to find an elusive band who perform in unannounced appearances in Lower Manhattan. It really imbibes the freshness and possibility of youth, as well as the chaotic messiness of new teenage relationships. There are some wonderful scenes capturing the absurd moments of a night out in the town, such as drunk friend who is locked in a car, almost too drunk to unlock herself and get out, the protagonist couple having sex in a recording studio, with our only visual being of the recording equipment sensors as the lights beep and boop we meet roadies bartenders musicians seeking their big break it really captures the experience of going to a concert with friends it's funny and wonderful and i feel captures the excitement of live music end quote
2: that's an interesting take
0: yeah well and we expect no less from adam because he tends Mm. to have interesting takes on all of our poll questions true thanks adam val coons have we mentioned q footsteps because if not not nearly enough q footsteps there now we have Oh, uh, right. For all Val, your footsteps needs. <laughs> yes, and you have many of them, don't you? Val said, "Quote: Peter Gabriel's live in a secret world. He takes you on such a magical journey, and the musicians are incredible. I've watched it many, many times, and I'm moved every time." End quote. I haven't seen it have you. Nope. I do love me some Peter Gabriel, so thanks, Val. Harry McCracken gives us quote. Went to see Monterey Pop in a theater a few years ago, and it was an amazing experience. Oh, also, The Tammy Show, which was short...
2: Oh, God. Yeah. Teenage music something.
0: Okay. He says it was shot with technology that was new at the time and has some great performances. A must for Leslie Gore
2: alone, end quote.
0: Well, cool beans. Thanks, Harry. Yeah,
2: I remember seeing the preview for that, in the trailer for that, in like a, a collection of trailers. Hmm. I never, never saw the movie, but... The names in it, if you're a 50s music aficionado, are kind of stunning.
0: Oh, yeah, I'd never heard of it either. That's one of the reasons I love asking these questions. Nick Hoffman gives us these choices. Quote, since you mentioned comedy, D.A.R. Constitution Hall, Eddie Murphy's delirious concert movie, I laughed so hard I nearly passed out. Also, Richard Pryor live on the Sunset Strip. I'd include some Carlin, but all of his stuff was on HBO. End quote. True enough, there are tons of comedy specials, But we wanted film, so thank you, Nick. Yeah. How about you, Max? What is your favorite concert
2: movie? Since you think you're so smart. Well, I have to say, for comedy, uh, it I go with the Richard Pryor live in concert, his first one. I used to see that because they would only show it at the midnight shows. Mm -hmm. It's the only way to see it, and I I must have seen it like six weeks in a row. And it is the only comedy movie I have ever seen in my life, concert or any other where I would walk out with my face hurting because <laughs> I had been laughing so hard. The first time, I didn't know what was happening. I was like, why do my cheeks ache? <laughs> it's like, oh, I've been laughing that hard. I, I got to go with that. I mean, I like Stop Making Sense, too. But for concert movies, for me, it's comedy. And it's, for me, it's Richard Pryor.
0: Well, what about what about you? Well, so one of the times you saw Richard Pryor was not at a midnight show. I know no, this because I was true. with you. We actually saw it at Harvard at the Science Center. That's mm. right. What's more sciencey than the study of a Mister a Doctor Richard Pryor? So we'll be show- yeah, whatever. Yep. It. I had never seen anything like that because, of course, I've been pretty much weaned on television, and you, you're not allowed to swear on television. Mm. And shall we say, Richard Pryor does. <laughs> <laughs> He is a really, lot. He, <laughs> a lot, yes. He is really, really funny. And I think a lot of people today just know him from the few
2: movie roles he had,
0: at which he's good, but not like this.
2: He also had a bit of a problem. He tended to say yes to any movie script. Yeah. And he ended up making a lot that weren't very good and not because of him.
1: Yeah. I
0: want to say, was it Live at the Sunset Strip was the one where he talks about his... um accident
2: yes that's that the
0: one. one killed me and we, he, he's like I'm confessing but I thought yes it happened I <laughs> Dunking Oreos into what was it, low-fat milk? And yeah, low-fat skim
2: milk, and they blew up. Yep.
0: And he did an impersonation of himself. I, I did. I think he did it on stage. Where he lights a match and oh, takes, he says,
2: "Yeah, I, you know, I appreciate all the love from all of you, but I know the jokes you were telling." Look, and he takes out a match, lights it, like bobs it across it, his face, and goes, "What's this?" Richard Pryor running down the street. <laughs> <laughs> if you have never seen
0: Richard Pryor. As a stand-up in concert, honestly, either of those two films, preferably the first one. But yeah. really, man, was he. And that early Eddie Murphy film is oh, yes. also really fun. The, the one with the red leather suit is yes. really funny. As for music, yeah, stop making sense. Um, I, it's so well shot that I did. That was like my first concert film. So I didn't see all the bad ones that led up to that. So it's kind of like, well, it's not as well made as this. I don't want to see it. And I kind of still feel that way. As always, we really appreciate your answers. They're fun. Thank you. And they give us new movies to see. So keep it up. How? Yes. Tell them. We'll tell you how. Answer this new poll question. What movie did you see as a kid, love as a kid, but really just can't watch again as an adult? Let us know to win bucks, buy pucks, and put a pony through college. Until then, we have this. the facts the goonies budget 19 million take 125 million
2: wow that so, explains all those goonies sequels yeah all those good oh uh, <clears throat> wait
0: uh yeah <laughs> the map what happened to the map well sean astin who played mikey got to keep it until his mother Patty duke thinking it just an old piece of paper threw it out. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I don't want to know how. I bet that argument's still going on. Yep. They made an actual pirate ship for this movie. All oh. the scenes featuring it were shot on it. When oh. filming was done, it was offered to anyone that wanted it as long as they took it away. <laughs> no one did. How strange. Yeah. Where are you so, going to put that? Uh, get in the backyard in your pirate <laughs> base. I don't know. Speaking of that pirate ship, the cast was kept from seeing it until the kids stumble upon it in the film. Richard Donner, the director, wanted to capture the real looks of surprise. Sadly, Josh Brolin ruined that shot by declaring, holy which killed that take. Yeah, which is funny because, of course, they say that word. A couple later, of times. Yeah, I think it's eight, but whatever. Except for um, Kehu Kwan, who actually spells it out because he promised his parents he wouldn't say bad words. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. <laughs> Isn't it? Speaking of which, in the end reunion scene, some of the parents were the real parents of the kid actors. Oh, yeah. okay. Nice. Hey, those bats, <laughs> you're not going to believe this, they're not bats. They were crate what? papers shot from an air cannon, which is why they looked so
2: real. I hardly see those strings. <laughs>
0: Well, when they're flying out of the hole, it's cray paper, but when they're dangling, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, if in case you missed it, Cindy Lauper not only wrote the theme song for this movie, Goonies Are Good Enough, that's the R's, you know, er. She made a 12-minute music video, which had not only Steven Spielberg, but the kids from the film in it.
2: I remember the video. I, never, I didn't see the movie, but I saw that video, and it made no sense at all to me.
0: Well, she plays a Goonie new recruit. The ah. Bengals
2: play pirates, and,
0: well, oh. it must just have been some movie magic. That um, that puke joke, the, the confession from Chunk, yeah, yeah. oh, that was real, but it didn't Ooh. come from Jeff Cohen, Chunk's actor, his actual childhood,
2: it came from Spielberg's. Oh, Steven. <laughs>
0: naughty, naughty Steven Spielberg. Bad Steven. Kwan, how do you pronounce it? K Hoy Kwan? I think so. K Hoy Kwan, who plays Data, grew up to be an Oscar winning actor. See, yes, dude. Mo- movie co star Jeff Cohen grew up and became an entertainment based lawyer. Quan's lawyer. Cohen was one of the people who Kwan thanked when he accepted his Academy oh, Awards, right. declaring him his goonie brother for life. This is Josh Brolin's first film. I wonder what happened to him. Uh, It's a snap. (laughs) It's also Sean Astin's first film. Exterior shots were mostly filmed in the movie's stated location of Astoria, Oregon. Hope it's nowhere near Forks. Or is that Washington? (laughs) Sparkle, sparkle. (laughs) Woo, it's (laughs) raining. If you look the movie up on IMDb, there's a listing for Goonies 2 coming out in 2027. So, So far... Only Corey Feldman and Sean Astor are listing as being part of it. Dear. Yeah, there's actually been lots of talk about doing a sequel over the years, but apparently the entire cast said not unless everybody who was involved with the first Ah. movie is involved with the second movie. And since a number of people involved have died, including Richard Donner. Frank Marshall. Yeah, probably not going to happen. But really, so much more that we just have to drag ourselves away. Unless, Max, do you have
2: anything... uh, Nope, I was just, mainly, it's amazing to me, the people behind the cameras. I mean, Richard friggin' Donner, you know, Superman director, is the director for this. Chris Chris Harry Potter Columbus wrote the screenplay, and the story was from Spielberg, and they got Frank Marshall and Kathleen Kennedy as producers? Dang! Yeah. Well, you might ask where we're going to drag ourselves off
0: to, well, to the plot. We're in Astoria, Oregon, a harbor town where kids grow up to be goonies. A group of them, led more or less by Mikey and his much older brother Brand, consisting of Data, Chunk, and Mouth, are facing eviction from their beloved homes down at the Goon Docks, from whence they get their name. A locally... A local locally oh, locally, <laughs> locally. <laughs> A local country club's evil land baron is foreclosing on all the houses the next day. if only there were some way to thwart their dastardly plans. While rooting about in the attic, Mikey and his pals come across some of Dad's old historical stuff, including a map supposedly showing the treasure of famous local pirate one-eyed Willie. Yeah, how that got packed censors will never know. Mikey, the adventurer of the group, sets them off on a wild chase after the gold in hopes of saving their homes. On the way, they run into a bunch of murdering counterfeiters who are (laughs) hiding out in a dilapidated old restaurant that just happens to be where the treasure map leads. Barely escaping their murderous rampage, the Goonies, well, most of them, escape into a trapdoor beneath the fireplace in the basement and find that they are indeed on the trail to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. With the cutthroats close behind, can the Goonies find the treasure before being horribly killed by the desperate criminals? <laughs> I mean, come on, Spielberg's name is on the title screen. Yeah. The film. Max, you yeah. have never seen The Goonies before this. Not
2: once. Well, now once, but no. Ne- before, before this show, I have never seen The Goonies.
0: Why? <laughs> Now I give you one I know why you didn't see it in the theater. It's the okay. same reason I didn't see it in the theater. We were in England at the time.
2: Ah, okay.
0: Uh, on our grand adventure looking for um well, quite honestly it wasn't all that different from what the kids are doing. It was rainy. It was, it was unpleasant. Uh I no.
2: do not at any point remember looking for pirate treasure or having a boxing glove come out of anybody's coat.
0: Okay, that part's true, but <laughs> I, if I remember correctly, both of us kind of um Shall I say, overprepared, having uh, no idea what the um, wilds of England recommend? We
2: going didn't to be. know. I thought I was going to need like my survival knife and <laughs> first aid kit, and sna- I don't know, snake bite kit.
0: Hey, I spent a night covering match tips with wax. Oh, Because wow. you never know. Because so, they're waterproof, right? Because yep, you never yep. know when you're going to need matches in England, oh, uh, and I they won't have, have any.
2: <laughs> This being way before 9-11, I brought with me my Commando Survival Knife.
0: Is that the one with the compass in the end? And- yes,
2: the compass in the head. And inside there were waterproof matches and fishing line and one of those <laughs> uh, uh, cable saws. You know, I don't think I even took it out of the backpack while we were there. And sadly,
0: um, we don't even have the excuse of being kids. We were in our 20s.
2: Yeah. We we, we should have known better. Well, Well, they have cities there? Well, we we thought we were going to be roughing it and, like, sleeping in farmer's fields and, oh, what are these youth hostels you speak of? Bed and breakfast? Wait, together? Youth hostel was like, oh, they're indoors? Oh, okay. I thought they were, like, corrals outside or something.
1: Oh, T-E-L, not T-I-L-E.
2: Oh. Yes, it's not. They're trying
0: to kill it. Yeah, well. The gangs of the youth hostel. Yeah, the, my
2: backpack could have been a lot lighter. Um. Oh, you ain't kidding. Man.
0: <laughs> I, you know, I, to this day, I have no idea. What were we thinking? Oh, it's going to be brutal over there in England.
2: No. <laughs> no, mainly, we thought we have no money, so we're going to have to go as cheap as possible.
0: And to be fair, I did drag that tent around for a couple of months, and I did end up sleeping in it in Norway. You did. So. You
2: did use it. Yes. You can yeah. say, I got to admit that. Yeah.
0: But you'd never seen this, at least not in the theater, because we were busy. I'd never seen
2: it. And then just, you know, after that, I don't know. It seemed much more like a kid's movie. Okay. And uh, I heard people. Yeah, I know. And people would make fun of it. also, part of it, Corey Feldman was in it. And I always had this sort of innate (laughs) feeling about Corey Feldman. I just, he is one of those punchable actors to me <laughs> except for lost boys where he plays his type an obnoxious annoying kid and he does that well yeah but I, I i don't i honestly don't know it just didn't happen and and there was also i admit part of it was i didn't the the scenes i had seen with the character chunk mm-hmm. i didn't like
0: well gee i can't imagine why
2: yeah yeah i i hate that trope of yeah. the whiny cowardly clumsy fat kid well and also and I didn't remember this they also were like, he's hey, Jewish
0: well let's make him Jewish on top yeah. of that so okay yeah. thanks Spielberg yeah. Um,
2: Hello yeah
0: aren't you part of this you know because
2: so there was no draw for me to see it so I just never did. So even though Spielberg have you missed any other even, Spielberg films? I'm sure I have I didn't see
0: 1941. oh yeah yeah
2: another I'm, I'm sure there are others I haven't seen I have not, I don't I don't think I'm as much of a Spielberg completionist as you are. I haven't seen Sindler's List, so I'm not that oh, much of a okay. completionist. I've seen that.
0: I I will say a little Corey Feldman goes along yeah. and, and they
2: really they really amp him up in this movie. The character Mouth, my, one of my first notes is, well, I already want Corey Mouth Feldman to die horribly. <laughs> Spoiler:
1: he doesn't.
2: No.
0: You uh, well, let's let's go ahead and
2: do actors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Corey
0: Feldman. I mean, if you want an obnoxious kid. There's your kid. Yeah. And he is, he will only, I in some movies, he will only get more annoying. And yeah. But here's the thing I really liked him in Stand By Me. He actually he was a, good in that. He, he a was re- really good in that. I, nobody was bad in that, let's face no. it. Except um, maybe Kiefer Sutherland's hair
2: was. <laughs> Kiefer very... Sutherland's hair had, had its own agent, I think, yeah. and uh, things went bad.
0: But Sean Astin, uh, let's start off with this. So he comes from a little bit of uh, Hollywood royalty. His mother was Patty Duke. Well, his mother was Patty Duke. His adopted father was John Aston From what yeah, he comes from TV
2: name. royalty, certainly.
0: Yeah, I think he does fine. He's an yeah. earnest little kid, and he will grow up. He actually gets an Academy Award nomination for his part in Rudy, a film I've never seen, but apparently, he's yeah, yeah. And that. He was
2: in some some film where he plays a a clobbit, a I forget it's got a what. Really
0: like plain name <sighs> like Fred.
2: Yeah, um, I don't remember. Bone. Some I, I don't think anybody saw it, but... Uh, no, very yeah. un, unheard of film.
0: <laughs> he's fine. Um, yeah, I think he he's definitely. very earnest. He's the one trying to get them to do stuff. And I don't know if initially it's because they feel bad because he's asthmatic or what. Later he gives a speech, a rousing oh, speech, yeah, which, th- It's um, supposed
2: to be his St. Crispin's Day speech, in effect.
0: Um, I'm going to say it's more mm-hmm. like St. Swithin's Day. Steve.
2: Yeah. it's really it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't.
0: But I don't blame him for that. No. Um, That's I the writing. Yeah. I think he does fine. Josh Brolin, who is, shall we say, utterly unrecognizable in his Well, he's, he's, he's like, five. what,
2: 17 or something? He's, yeah. Yeah, Thanos, you would never know. <laughs> you just would not know it. No. And the
0: only thing I have with his character is... Why are you hanging around? You must be a loser. You're hanging around with your younger brother who's, like, l- probably five years younger well, than you? Well, to be
2: fair, he's trying to catch him and bring him home so he won't be in trouble.
0: But even in the beginning, well, he's staying there because, I guess, he's, quote-unquote, grounded for failing your driver's test? Well,
2: he's also supposed to keep an eye on uh, on Mikey because yeah. the parents are out working. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't either because— uh, the thing is, he's actually, in a lot of ways, I thought, oh, he's going to be the horrible older brother. He's going to be the standard, another standard trope. He's going to be mean and obnoxious. And he picks on his, his uh, little brother a little, but he also, you can tell, really likes him. Yeah. And is, you know, very protective. And it's, it actually can be kind of sweet. The funny thing is, is that the mom, dad is in the picture... Ugh, At the like end, two lines. Yeah. <laughs> they talk
0: about him a lot, like he's a big deal, but he literally doesn't show up till the end of the movie. Yeah. But it's obvious that mom is way overprotective because of all of the Goonies, Mikey is the most headstrong and like willing to take risks.
2: So, yeah. Yeah, this is also one of those movies. This is another trope I really don't like of in kids' movies where every adult is either evil or an idiot or both. I'm going to go with both in this film, but in most we'll get of them. to them yeah, I mean, too. Yeah.
0: Jeff Cohen, who plays Chunk, I mean, he does what they ask him to do. Yeah,
2: he pulls off the part. he throws himself into it. Yep. And the one thing I will say about Chunk is they give him a couple of moments. Yeah. They really do. Like when the bats are coming out of the fire grate and everyone's panicking, his first instinct isn't to run. It isn't for himself. His first instinct is to scream out to Mikey to get out of there, to run. Yeah. His first thought is to protect his friends. And also his rather puzzling and sudden bond with Sloth. Yeah. Who, uh, well, th- in fact, he just suddenly, I love you, Sloth. You've known him for eight minutes.
0: Yeah. And, uh, well, since you brought him up, Sloth is played by John Matsuzik, who is yeah. a football for- player. Yeah. Um, how about that character that makes fun of um, <laughs> challenged people?
2: Oh, I don't know what you would call him. I guess he's, you know physically deformed. He's, yeah. uh, well his
0: mother mentions that he dropped she dropped she him a number of times.
2: Yeah. Ha
0: <laughs> 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 I, I that yeah. character was really uncomfortable for it, me. It
2: is yeah, he kind of is. I mean I mean he's yes, also
0: he, he has a happy ending, but
2: it's he's just, also another actually very insulting trope about mentally challenged young men. The of yes, he's incredibly stupid, but he's also super duper strong.
0: And because of that, we get a big, fat... It's not even an Easter egg. Easter eggs are supposed to be hidden, Richard Donner. Yeah. And at one point, he takes off his overshirt, and he's got a Superman shirt on. And they
2: play the Superman uh, theme. Really? Yeah, it's not even trying to be subtle. No. Oh, did you also catch the Gremlins nod? Yes. Of course you did. Which, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, Chunk is trying to convince a... Deputy of that, uh, they're being pursued by evil counterfeiters. And he's like, Oh, is this like the time you told us about those creatures that if you got them wet, they multiplied? Yeah. Ha ha. Ha Because that I was did. the year
0: before. I don't remember him in that movie, but whatever. Nope. So, eh. We have a couple of uh, thinner characters, shall we say. We have Carrie Green playing Andy, who is confusing. Is very confusing because at one point she, quote unquote, goes crazy and it feels utterly insincere.
2: Yeah, I didn't get that scene at all. She sort of loses it and starts, you know, having hysterics. And I thought, oh, they're going to talk about, oh, maybe she's claustrophobic and down in the tunnels and that's freaking her out. No, it just sort of happens.
0: Yeah. And she, at one point she gets scared by a fish head on a rake.
2: Yeah. Like literally
0: causes her to run screaming into the caves of one-eyed really
2: <laughs> yeah. Willie. yeah can we talk about that name a little bit well let's get through the
0: actors first right, If we do right. that we'll never yes. come back
2: yeah and talk uh, and about a surprising a role
0: yeah. yeah
2: we have martha plimpton what is she doing here not a directing waste. real genius that's what she's doing what a a waste i think that's that's martha coolidge Oh, that's right. Yes, you're right. Martha Plimpton is a first-rate actor. She's terrific, and she gets nothing to do. No. At one uh, point, did you get the impression at one point that
0: she might have a thing for Andy?
2: I wasn't sure. I I thought it might be. Also, what is her relation to Mouth? Are they brother and sister? Uh, No, because uh, it's obvious that Mouth is interested in her. I think she's just Andy's friend in the car. I couldn't tell. I honestly couldn't, because I kept yeah. yelling all the time. Yeah, total. And also, she does have a Velma moment or two.
1: <laughs> my glasses! Uh, you yes. my glasses!
2: <laughs> I can't see without my glasses, which yeah. she keeps forgetting, apparently, that she can't yeah. see. And then, like, she loses
0: them halfway through the film and just, like, eh, and just keeps going. Like, it's yeah. not even a problem. Yeah. Of course, Kehu Kwan, or Kehoi Kwan, yeah. however one pronounces it. I think he's fun. He
2: is, but, again, he's... And this is the thing about this whole movie. He's a cartoon. Yeah. And most of this movie is based... We'll, we'll get to that. It's like a cartoon. Yeah. But he's also... He's adorable. There's something so cute about his voice. Yeah. And he's so energetic. And he is just throwing everything into it. He's leaving it all on the field. Booty trap. No, booby trap. Booby trap. That's what I said. <laughs> Yes, I, there's a few. There's only a few jokes about his accent or the way yeah. he speaks. But the thing is, they make that same joke about Mikey. He keeps yeah. saying "booty trap" too. Well, he M- Mikey
0: mispronounces almost everything.
2: Yeah, he gets a lot of words wrong.
0: Yeah. Don't we get into the serious side of things. Um, Robert yeah. Davi, who has played not only a Bond villain but I'm sure a uh, gangster in many uh, an Italian-based oh, yeah. film,
2: many, many, and Joey Patlioni, Joey Pants, is in this. Patoliano? Yeah, sorry, whatever his name is. I always
0: Pantol- get it. I, Pantoliano. Cypher, it. it's Cypher.
2: Cypher, yeah, I always get his name wrong. This guy is so classic, for so well-known for playing bad guys. Yeah. Except like in The the Fugitive, where, where he's a cop.
0: The two of them are honestly, until they start literally falling over everything, are yeah. actually really frightening. Especially Robert Davi, when he starts singing opera, it's like, oh, something bad's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're they're good, but their roles change, and we'll get back to that, too.
2: Anne Ramsey, Mama Fratelli. Well, better throw her from the train. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, this was before her voice changed, and her voice, honestly, was much funnier later. Or maybe that's just she figured out how to do it differently. (laughs) Don't Uh, be a (laughs) (laughs) pupe. He's just shy. No, he's not! He's fat and he's stupid! (laughs) She She sounded like Cartman in a lot of ways. I'm wondering if they based him on her. I don't know. She's an interesting
0: choice for this film. Because when it starts, they're literally breaking the brothers out of jail. Or one of the brothers out of jail. Yeah. Um, Robert in a Dotton. fake suicide. Because kids love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff in this film that I'm like, this is for kids. Like, there's actual murder in this film.
2: They find actual corpses. There is a whole sequence where Chunk is trapped in a meat locker with a dead friggin' body.
0: Yeah. And then we get the weekend of at Bernie's <laughs> level of humor. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Oh, yeah they get, They're afraid of the corpse, as they should be, and yes. then get over it almost instantly. Very, and very quickly. It becomes funny, or, I guess. Also, there's a point where Chunk gets locked in the meat locker, except it turns out it's not locked. So yeah.
2: I don't he, know why he stayed in there. Just, not to mention the fact meat lockers don't usually lock from the inside.
0: No, there's a safety thing. Ever since yeah. that, that episode of The Brady Bunch, we all know not to do that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Because Bobby saved Greg's life. Uh, yeah. Um, so, starting off real quick, yeah. what do you think about the choice of the pirate being
2: named One Eyed Willy? I, even in 1985, come on, that sounds like a porn character.
0: Well, you know what it, it refers like a, to. Yes, right? it's
2: a yes. I know what it is. It's a <laughs> euphemism. It's exactly what you used in your opening of it a trouser snake. Yeah. Which is why. I, I don't understand why that's what that's doing there. Spielberg is too kid friendly, usually, for that.
0: Yeah, well, that's it won't be the last penis joke, because we'll have no. one of um, Data's little things shoots a pair of those yeah. chattering teeth and grabs Joey the pants by the crotch, because <laughs> that's funny.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this actually,
0: and actually, one of the first things to do is uh, there's a statue of David in the living room, <sighs> and they knock the penis off it. Yes. And they're all playing with it. The kids are playing with the broken out, trying to put
2: it back. I'm sorry, the director or someone had some issues here that they were working through. Or... Although to be fair, let's face it, that to to teenage boys that stuff's hilarious. It is, but
0: if you're a mom and have teenage boys, you wouldn't have that just sitting around the living room. No, you'd know better.
2: But eh. really would, and and of course we get of course English as second language jokes with uh, Rosalita. Yeah, I am still still rather surprised that Mouth turns out to be fairly fluent in Spanish.
0: Well, the funny part is that the the actress who played her Lupe on Taveros yeah. was the one who actually coached Corey Feldman and oh. how to speak Spanish okay. because he doesn't doesn't. Um, yeah, sure, okay. He speaks Spanish; it's fine. Yeah. But I it's a,
2: oh ha! This is this is hilarious. Here's a person who speak doesn't speak English, so we're going to lie to her in Spanish, and ha ha! That's yeah. hilarious. And say horrible, horrible things. Yes. I actually am okay with it
0: only because it is something that a teenage boy would do, especially There's that teenage yes, that in, yeah, yeah. Although, to be fair, I'm guessing they're more like they're tweeners. They're 11 and 12. I don't think they're actually 13 yet. Um, it's hard to tell. There's not enough talk about sex. That's why. Yeah, yeah
2: there is that.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, we start off and everything's sad
2: and rainy and the vampires aren't sparkling because it's <laughs> cloudy. And out. A, and apparently, some for some reason, somebody is foreclosing on all the mortgages you know snidely whiplash has decided he wants to take over a story of yeah and evil country club guys who are just they might as well have walked out of caddy shack <laughs> are are trying to are foreclosing on everyone's house and trying to get everyone to sign to sell their house to them and they the kids don't want to move and they don't The message there is a little unsettling, I have to say. It's like, no, no, we don't want to change and grow. We don't want things to ever be different. We want to stay here forever.
0: You mean like Wizard of Oz? Kind of, yeah. I got to say, too, um, have you seen a worst topology for a golf course (laughs) What? My God. Well, the first hole is a par 25, uphill (laughs) in a grade of about 35 degrees.
2: Then you have to go through this forest (laughs) and through these gullies and trenches.
0: What they're going to have to do to make that into a golf course country club is so much more expensive than just finding, well, they already have one,
2: too. Just expand that in another direction. Yeah, it's kind of nuts.
0: Yeah, I don't get it. It's like, oh, this is like prime real estate. Um, it's probably on bedrock, so good luck.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, if this yeah. really is Oregon, you're going to have a lot of fun trying to move move stuff around.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, very quickly, they go up to the attic and look through stuff because
2: if they don't, we're not going to have any picture. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And apparently this this map that's just sort of lying around, oh, this is from 1632. Yeah. This thing's over 350 years old and it's just hanging out in your attic? Really? I, as we've
0: seen... It's um what's the word for Oregon weather? Damp. That's yeah. the word I want. Damp, and there's no mold. But to,
2: yeah, but to be fair, my God, that map goes through an awful lot. It gets <laughs> drenched in water, it gets fall fallen on, thrown around, and it doesn't it even the tears in it don't get any bigger. No, it
0: does get some scorching later on that is from a scene that got cut out, but
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. I the, thought it was just like that in the beginning.
0: No, the evil teen bad guy. Oh, yeah. Rival, whatever, Troy, which is honestly a really good name for an evil it, teenage bad it guy is. rival, um, apparently takes the map and tr- lights it up like he's going to smoke it, but they get it back in time, but they cut uh-huh. that scene out, which okay. is fine. All right. I wasn't going to ma- mention the actor for Troy because Troy as a character is mm. utterly unnecessary. Totally. Yeah. I don't like, know why he's there. He's, I guess, to make us feel He's bad a plot for,
2: device, yeah.
0: It, it's sort of. Like, we don't even find out till the end that the evil, bad cl- country club guys are his his dad.
2: Yeah, like, we do in the beginning. The, it's a throwaway line, which is really easy to miss when the kids are all yelling at each other about him.
0: I mean, he is at the country club, but... Yeah. He no, just they, they they mentioned seems that, rich, you know, like he yeah. should be belongs there. But, and this, um. So, then we start off with the jailbreak, and we follow these frightening characters and then we cut back to the kids and then the kids come across the abandoned restaurant which just happens to be where it turns out they're counterfeiters although that doesn't even really go anywhere they literally come across the machines and then it later turns out oh the Fratelli's yeah they're it turns out they're counterfeiters okay let's face
2: it they are the worst counterfeiters (laughs) ever because they are very clearly printing these things on standard pieces of ordinary paper well they're also doing it only on one side yeah, I'm not sure how they're going to line it up and get the serial numbers. They're not. They're not very good. <laughs> no,
0: but apparently there were two feds chasing them, and they murdered both of them. Oh. One of them we see.
2: Oh, he's has the one a, in the meat shot. locker.
0: Yeah, they already. They oh. took the first one out. Oh, they were talking about that because I was like, "Who's oh, in the bag?" That's right. Yeah. So there's two dead federal agents in this film. Yeah. And so this, they,
2: yeah, suddenly the stakes go way up. Right. Until the kids
0: show up, and then there's this weird scene in the restaurant where they're caught, and everyone's pretending the restaurant's open, yeah, and everyone's going along with it, and they just ask for water, and then the kids are like, well, we have to get out of here because um, reasons and stuff, and then the kids seemingly disappear, and so the counterfeiters go back to their important task of getting <laughs> rid of the other body. Yeah. And then things... Enter, like, slapstick haven.
2: It ter- That is really when it turns into a cartoon. I mean, the characters initially are kind of cartoony. But they even have cartoon sound effects at times. Yeah. How did you feel about those, Max? I thought they were jarring. Yeah. I, I, it, it didn't fit. The, the tonal shifts in this movie are kind of off. It's like, oh, yeah, here we go. Oh, we want to just, you know... Hardy Boy's our way through this, and we're going to save our town or our, our, our house. It's like an Andy Hardy movie. And suddenly, oh, here are murderous gangsters living on top of this alleged treasure we're looking for. Yeah. Okay.
0: I mean... If you, just off the top of your head, if you wanted to have those characters in the film, like those actors, yeah. what kind of characters would you actually have them play to fit the tone of the film as best they, you could?
2: Either they would have to be rival treasure hunters trying to find the, the pirate treasure first, or incompetent thieves trying okay. to like, oh, we're going to tunnel our way through this bakery and then get down into the jewelry store.
0: So like the apple dumpling gang or Yeah, something.
2: you know, a bunch of, you know, or like the wet bandits out of uh, uh, Home Alone.
0: It's it. Yeah, that's actually a really good pull. I, I, I appreciate that. I did not understand the levels of violence and then Bugs Bunny stuff. Because
2: that's yeah, cause kind of what happens. Are, they're not carrying, you know, cream pies. They're carrying real guns. Yeah. And, and we, they're shooting at the children.
0: At one point, yes, after yeah. having shot literally the federal agent between the eyes,
2: because we see it. Yeah, they, um, but they can't hit crap when they're underground, apparently.
0: Yeah, well, that's okay, because once they get into the tunnel, as you would well have guessed, this old pirate
2: tunnel is exceedingly well lit. Yes, and of course, this is another trope that always bugs me. The 300-year-old booby traps that are based on <laughs> decaying rope and wood... All still work perfectly. Yeah, especially the bone pipe organ. Which I will admit visually is very cool, but it makes no sense. No. That's a three. First of all, did they have pipe organs in the 17th century? Probably. But you know what you had to do to make them play? You had to work the bellows and get them all full of air. Yeah. No one's doing that.
0: No. I thought it was... Sort of a slight spoiler. It's sort of a dumber kids Indiana Jones.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that in there. It's like Indiana Jones, but without any semblance of logic or internal consistency.
0: And I, we should. I should have said this at the beginning of the episode. Let's face it. You and I, whenever we saw this, my I yeah. don't remember when I first saw this. You saw it yesterday. Yeah. Are not the key target no, audience for this film. No, this film. is
2: very much a kid's movie. This is for younger kids. Yeah. And
0: like when my partner came home and he was like, oh, what's this week's movie? Oh, it's, oh, The Goonies. How old was he when it came out? Uh-huh. Eight.
2: <laughs> so See, eight to, eight to 11, I think, would really like this movie. It's very much a movie for that age group.
0: But here's something I will counter that with. Well, we should get to that at the uh-huh. end of the film. So there's other yeah. things yeah. to talk about. We... We get that passionate speech, which doesn't make any sense. We eventually... So there's one point in the film where they introduce... It's not even a MacGuffin because it literally goes nowhere... But I don't know if your ears oh. perked up and you're like, "Oh, I bet this is the answer." They find this book yep. th- that's in the hand of this crushed treasure seeker named Cobblepot. Cobblepot, <laughs> sorry, Cobblepot's the Penguin. Oh, sorry, now that would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. So they find this book and he yeah. opens it and he hold, pu- pulls out what I guess was yes. being used as the bookmark what? and he goes, "Oh." Lou Gehrig, and then
2: that we, my first thought was, "Oh my God, Lou Gehrig's baseball card! Do you have any idea what that's worth?
0: Two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars." I looked it up.
2: Oh, good for you! Exactly. Yeah. My God, I was thinking, "Oh, that's going to be the treasure." They're not going to find any pirate stuff. They're just going to go, "Oh, we found this junky old baseball card," and they're going to go, "What?"
0: And did you spend the rest of the movie going, how are they going to get it through all that water? My God, they're soaked the card. How is it going? And I kept thinking about the stupid card.
2: I did, too. I thought that was going to be it. We never see it again. Not a mention. Nope. (laughs) The kid's walking around. This is 1985. He's walking around with probably the value of six of their houses in his pocket.
0: Yep. That I thought was, like, I totally thought that was going to be the yeah. thing. That the treasure is going to be, oh, it's the treasure of it friendship. Was the fr- the, French, and the friends card. we made
2: along the way, yes. <laughs> but no. no it's no, real they, treasure. There's gold and jewels. That's what's up. Well, and they
0: eventually get down. So they, they, they find the water slide because
2: yeah. <laughs> I can only guess that one.
0: water parks had just been invented. And <laughs> Spielberg was like, you know, we should have one of those. Yeah. Cause that makes sense. Whatever.
2: Sure, why not?
0: Because it's a very moist film, let's
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> the very kids are, damp.
0: That must have been actually a horrible shoot, because those kids must have been wet most of the time. Yeah. We get and we get those those little cartoony things like you mentioned. Like at one point, Data has oil ejecting sneakers, and yeah. sure enough we get another dick joke when Joey the Pants falls on his nuts and yep. his yep. voice goes high and
2: it's uh, really <sighs> funny <and laughs> it's- laugh. Hey, if you're 11, that would be hilarious. Probably. All right. I'll, I'll grant that one. Yeah. But
0: they, they slide their way through very well lit tunnels. I'm sorry, but they are. They down are. into the Grand Lagoon where um, Josh Berlin blows the cube. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think they should have kept it. I yeah. mean, seriously.
2: They, chunk says holy hmm, a yeah, of, At least it. once. Yeah. So, and, and I
0: love the fact that K. Hoi Kwan spelled it out. Holy S-H-I-T, because his parents wouldn't. I think <laughs> so that's cute. awesome. But they get, and sure enough, there's this pirate ship, this
2: uh, yep. perfectly, perfectly preserved, preserved floating... In, a, which <laughs> it, in the water. Yeah. In Oregon. Yeah. I don't know how many Pacific pirates there were near that near America. There probably were some. There must have been some. I looked that up, too. Yeah, ah. And apparently... Pirates were much
0: more known for basically going after the easy stuff. So they wouldn't go like, let's go out of the shipping lanes and look for (laughs) loot. And it is possible a pirate could have got all the way around North America, well, South America, then North America, because it's not like there's a canal or anything, Mm -hmm. and hung out on the West Coast. It's just that there wouldn't have been much to steal yeah. at the time, not in the yeah. 1600s, because the only, they're indigenous peoples, but they don't tend to trade in, you know, golden jewels. So while not out of the realm of possibility, um, we're going to have to put that in highly
2: unlikely. Yeah, But regardless. <laughs> I mean, I kind of thought it was cute when they're they found the actual treasure room with the The skeleton of one-eyed Willie and his Willieettes sitting around, all of whom have clearly been murdered. (laughs) Which also makes me wonder, why is he just sitting there? I don't know. Did he get killed too? Because there's no evidence.
0: Remember the legend. They say that what happened was that he got blocked in the cave and couldn't get out.
2: Um, So he just thought he'd sit at the table with the corpses of his crew. Sure, why not? That is where the money was. But I li- I kind of like the touch that there's the scales with his share on it. Right. And Mikey says, don't touch it. That's Willie's share. And uh, that's the final trap?
0: Well, and then it gets weird. And I'm sorry. Then it gets weirder. Weirder, yeah. So, yes, they managed to use the traps and the giant strength of sloth to—, to throw mama from the boat <laughs> literally <laughs> yep <laughs> and there's all these golden jewels but they've had to run because mama has set off the mechanism that whatever freeze the ship
2: yeah i don't quite
0: <laughs> i don't know how that worked well my question was um if you were around willie and could come up with these mechanisms and traps one of which
2: frees your ship yeah why didn't you leave yeah Why didn't you pull that lever yourself, you dumbass?
0: Yeah, I didn't understand. Of course, then we get the neat shot of the boat floating out and everyone goes, look at that here. Uh, Interestingly, according to maritime law, at least in the United States, the person who gets to claim the treasure, do you know who it would be in this film legally? Oh, boy. I know it it's the first person who actually registers it. No, I don't. No, it's the first person that demonstrates they can actually get treasure off the boat.
2: Oh, so it would be it would be uh, Rosalita.
0: No, Mikey. <laughs>
2: oh. Oh, Mikey. Okay, that's right. Oh. <laughs> Cuz it
0: was his marble. bag. True, she wasn't true. on the boat. <laughs> no,
2: no, she's the one who looks in the marble bag and finds the you know fortuitous bag of very real looking gemstones. <laughs>
0: I, mean, I haven't seen so many ring pops beheaded God, in such I a long I thought they would time. be
2: dissolved in the water and just be a massive sugar.
0: Well, and also it's like marbles. When was the last decade kids played with marbles?
2: Hey, I played with marbles,
0: um, and my
2: point stands. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> That's fair.
0: Yeah, I like. I had I had a bag of marbles when yeah. I was a kid. I you never didn't know knew what to do with them, did no.
2: you? No, <laughs> yes. <laughs> My cool grandfather had to care. teach me. Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. So sure, but also just the idea. Of the kids, why would the kids have turned out their entire pockets? Right. Yeah, I seriously would you have? You, yeah. Yeah. So whatever, but yeah. There's the boat. And the thing is, is everyone goes, huh, oh, there's something you don't yeah, see. Yeah, it's like,
2: no, hey, go, there's, there's go a boat full of treasure. <laughs> it's right there. Yeah. It's right there. You get a rowboat and you're rich. Not only that, but there's a news
0: crew where yeah, you can document they're... the fact that you're the ones who found it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay, whatever. And it's yeah. not even, we see it like floating away. We don't see it like disappearing into the sunset or anything. It's like, oh, or sinking. It's like, oh, Willie has taken his treasure with him.
0: Oh, let's just watch him go. It's so romantic. It's so yeah. fitting somehow. No! <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, there's
0: also this weird speech that Mikey gives because he gets into the treasure vault, which turns out yeah. to literally just be, oh, we didn't go in that door. Like, cause that's how the the killers get in. They just yeah. open the do- Use the door. <laughs> and he has this weird speech almost like, oh, Gee, one-eyed you're the first person to truly understand me.
2: Yeah. It's what like, did you make what? of that little speech? I don't know where that came from. Well, and, he, she, and he's like saying you were the first goonie.
0: Yeah. Like,
2: no, he wasn't. He's not from here. We don't what think. Are you talking about. Yeah. It made no sense to me. Yeah. I mean, again, Sean Astin delivers it well. Yeah. I mean, he puts his heart into it, but it didn't make any sense. No. <laughs> it just didn't. No. And There's also, what is with Sloth using that line, which I think is from the Electric Company? Yes. Hey, you guys. Um, huh?
0: Okay, so here's where I could go with this. Okay. So that line was yeah. often given by Rita Moreno. Mer- hey. Rita Moreno is Latin American. Yeah. Rosalita is Latin American, whom Sloth hasn't met. Never mind. <laughs>
2: Yeah, sorry, man. You, <laughs> that went right off the tracks and in, into the ravine. I have no idea. That was so. I mean, I know Sloth watches a lot of TV. Sure, we know that, but apparently even... he also watches a lot of pirate movies, like Cap. Because we see him watching Captain Blood, which made yeah. me go, "I wish I was watching Captain Blood." Oh, oh, so, a sorry. Spoiler? Oop. Well, not really.
0: Yeah, it's there's a lot of. For the people involved in this film, as you pointed out, we have Spielberg's the producer. Also, quite honestly, as a producer, I think Spielberg is one of those people who is on the set. Very likely. He is poking fingers at things. Are you sure you wanted to do that? That's that's my view. I don't know for sure, but that's my feeling. If Spielberg puts his name on it, he's around. We have Richard Donner, a very well-respected director, and Chris Columbus, a very well-respected screenwriter. And I kind of wonder... Between the three of them, why certain things felt like they hadn't been worked out?
2: Yeah, I wonder if either egos or ideas didn't sort of got in the way.
0: Now that's not saying you can't have kind of a perfect. You can have a dream team and have a fun movie. Yeah, but that felt things felt to me to be unironed in places, or like you were pointing out the tonal shifts, because it happens more than once. I think the first one is when we have that weird restaurant scene, and then the yeah. second one is when they go boing, when yeah. something happens with Data's stuff. And yeah. And it's like, okay, you're going to choose that, and then we start getting, falling down, like, literally Jerry Lewis-level dick jokes. And, I okay, you're shooting, but, like, and then there's, okay, then in the middle of this, there's a scene where they're torturing Chunk. Yeah. And they're gonna stick his hand in a blender.
2: They actually stick it in there. They don't quite get him to the blades, but yeah, they put his hand in a blender.
0: And then he starts his little confessional. But it's like that's horrifying. That image, like that's seriously, like, there's always the story of some kid who did that in yeah. your grade or something. And you know they, you know he's named Lefty or something.
2: Yeah, it's not like they're gonna hit him with a clown hammer. They're going to maim him in ways that actually happen to
0: kids. But then Chunk goes through, and now this is why it's funny, as Chunk goes through this litany of all, <laughs> all these horrible things All his he's sins,
2: did. basically. And,
0: and I will have to say that scene is ju- almost saved by Robert Davi just going, yeah. I'm beginning to like this kid. Yeah,
2: I kind of <laughs> like that. It's like, ah. Because even as he's confessing, Mama and Francis are just sort of like, Ugh. And Davi's Jake is sitting with his arm around him nodding like, yeah, yeah I get you. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I, here, I will give extra points to Davi here because Davi, because I remember him when he played the Bond villain and he's really menacing. He
2: can really be scary.
0: But he can be funny.
2: Yep. And he is.
0: And when he puts them together, it's really scary.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, there's a lot of weird things. Uh what did you think about the scenery? How did it did it feel sincere to you this uh, this Astoria, Oregon and the kids yeah, growing the, up where they did?
2: Yeah, the the out, the exterior shots, the uh those parts of Oregon except for the country club, which could have been out of any Oh no, the rich snobs are causing problems movie. Yeah. Especially because it's mostly used for toilet jokes.
0: <laughs> well, in the scene where Literally. they're pulling on the pipes, yeah. for reasons I don't understand. And suddenly, I, don't, I never understood this, all of the, the handles for the showers are pulled into the wall. And a yeah. bunch of naked old fat men are just looking at them going, Huh?
2: Yeah, I don't think the people in this movie knew how plumbing works.
0: Well, never mind, how did they get below the country club? They yeah. were out mm-hmm. at this restaurant that was on a cliff. And they walked a few feet down a tunnel,
2: and now all the things no connected. The, yeah, I don't, the topography of this movie is baffling.
0: To say the least. But, um, well, I don't know about you. I'm getting close to the end
2: of my notes, and uh, we I are. Don't, I got don't, one other thing. Sure. What did you think about that odd makeout scene between Andy and Mikey? Um, I'm glad it was in silhouette. Mm. But that's just, that can that. I thought was very strange because there's a for some reason in the middle of all this life-threatening danger Andy decides she has to make out with Brand. Yeah. Mikey's big brother and through wacky hijinks Mikey's the one who finds her in the dark and apparently she not only doesn't open her eyes but has no ability to tell that you know this is a skinny 11-year-old she's kissing as opposed to friggin' Josh Brolin.
0: Yeah, but never mind which oh what happened to your braces? You've uh, never noticed that brand doesn't have braces and
2: Mikey does really it, it's it's odd, not to mention she's making out with a with a kid, basically an yeah. eleven or twelve year old kid. Yeah, she again tells me this is a teenage a preteen boys fantasy movie.
0: Sure. I actually want to uh, look up Sean Aston's autobiography because I know he wrote one and see if he wrote read any or wrote anything about that particular scene like yeah. Okay, so I got through puberty because <laughs> of the scene that I did with Carrie Green in the yeah. Goonies.
2: So Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's most of what I've got. The finish.
0: So Max, you had never seen the Goonies. Never seen it. And to be fair, as we said, this is really not a film that would have been aimed at you. No. If you can, I know this is going to be hard. If you can put yourself in nine, ten, eleven-year-old territory, do you know how you might have reacted to this
2: film? I'm not sure. I still wouldn't have liked the uh, the way they they portray Chunk. That would have made me uncomfortable. Sure. But as like a young kids movie, I could see this working. I mean, it it doesn't have to make sense. It. Uh, there's a lot of action, a lot of running around, a bit of romance for, you know, as your your testicles are starting to drop. <laughs> <laughs> the boom,
0: the boom. Yeah. <laughs> That's the actual sound by the way, in case you've never heard it.
2: Yeah. It's easy to miss. Yeah. <laughs> the, the performances are good. Uh, the pacing is very good. It moves along. I I, pro- I probably would have had fun with it as a, as a as a kid. But as a a, a, a let's say a, a mid 20 year old now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, let's face it. I'm turning the big three zero soon. Um, <laughs> oh well, aren't we all someday? No. What did you think of it, Max? Honestly, it just set my teeth on edge. Yeah. The kids were. S- now, first of all, I would like to say the kids are believable. Mm-hmm. I believe these aren't really annoying young kids because kids that age they absolutely can be monsters. I know. I was one. <laughs> it's it's not hard to believe. It's just the fact the way they talk how they're all always talking at once they're all yelling at each other one of my thoughts is why are these kids friends with each other they're always telling each other shut up don't do that you're stupid I know again that's what little <laughs> boys did and yep. do it's the
0: way we show affection yes, stupid
2: that's true that's true <laughs> how many times how
0: many episodes have you threatened to hit me come on you <laughs> many, still many do times.
2: that <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It's yeah, unfortunately it's the roots of toxic masculinity. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Again, very believable the tonal shifts I had real trouble with as an adult, you know, it's yeah. it's hard it's jarring, it's unsettling. I'm also just I expected a lot better cuz knowing who was, who made it.
1: Yeah. It's
2: like I th- I thought this should be genius because you have a bunch of friggin' geniuses. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And you had a really good cast. Uh, I, I don't. Re- it's like something didn't gel. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what happened. What about you? You saw this when you were younger.
0: I don't remember. I, no, I wasn't that much younger. Like I want to okay. say that I saw the Goonies for the first time sometime in the last ten years.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Maybe even the last five. I finally right. said, you know, I'm going to watch the Goonies. I know this is a thing. I'll watch the Goonies. I know people who love the Goonies, and I don't. And I will admit part of it is probably because I'm not the target audience for it. And I'm a little bit more nitpicky, a little bit. (laughs) And I actually want my plots to make sense. And I want tonal shifts to mean something if they're going to do them. And I want them to work. And again, Richard Donner, Steven Spielberg and Chris Columbus. I don't know why you couldn't have delivered something that was fun and made sense. We've mentioned this many times. Just because it's for kids doesn't mean you get to
2: sloth your way through. I'm oh, sorry. Don't yeah, sloth your
0: way through it. But you know what I mean.
2: I mean, to me, one of the best examples of this is the next year, mm-hmm. Stand By Me comes out. Yep. Which is, I think, one of the best movies about young male friendship out there. Mm-hmm. So it's not the era. No. They could have done a lot better. That was Rob Reiner, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Meathead made that,
0: and... That was one of his early movies. And let's face it, that's one of the better Stephen King adaptations. It really that green is. Green Mile, yep. uh, Shawshank.
2: Carrie. Yeah.
0: So those kids have the same kind of relationship that these kids do. They're just a little bit less cartoony about it, but they yeah. make fun of each other. And, you know, whoever... I forget what the thing is where somebody who does the thing last has to go first. You know, it's like, aha, you got you're, you know, or, if you know, or whatever it is when you say the same word at the same time, jinx, jinx you have to yeah. punch somebody in the shoulder, whatever, yep. whatever. I I really like that movie. And I remember watching it with my sister once, and she she couldn't get into it. She says, wow, these kids are so serious. Are little boys really that serious? And the answer was, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. We take so, it what, very
2: seriously. Is who, who Who would win in a fight, Mighty Mouse or Superman?
0: Yeah. And, you know, what about Annette's sweater? Um, Mm. Real quick, when you were a kid, did you either ever have a caper such as the one in the Goonies, or did you ever try to have one such as the in the Goonies?
2: Not on that scale, but yes. I remember uh, there was a house on the corner that I and a friend, and when I say a friend, it was me, and she waited outside, broke into. (gasps) Oh, Max! Yeah. Well, it was abandoned, and I was convinced that maybe there was like a Scooby Doo mystery or there would be something cool in there. <laughs> How old were you? Oh, hang on. Oh, maybe 11, 10. Yeah. yeah. Climbed <laughs> so, in through found a window that was unlocked, climbed in, neighbor lady spotted us and yelled at us. Oh, it didn't to, go anywhere except yeah. I, I went in and what I found was oh there I found a sawhorse and like okay, some workmen they're fixing this place up. Yeah. Oh, this is this is not this is not a mystery. Yeah. We? Did you?
0: Oh yes, yes. Except we really? broke into a we broke into a pipe organ.
2: <laughs> Wait, how, into a pipe that was just standing around?
0: No. So it was in our church. Oh. And there there was a little plaque that said uh, "rebuilt with the funds from the parishioners in 1920 whatever." And. The adult choir used to go and practice after the service, and the kids would be left to run around doing things they shouldn't do, such as to break into the pipe organ. (sighs) So at one point, my sister and I, and I think one of the other—I think it was actually the daughter of the priest— broke into the pipe organ where we really should not have been going because who knows how many tens of thousands of dollars of damage we could have caused. But we actually found burnt remnants of newspaper that had been used to set the thing on fire oh, that had wow. to be repaired. We found it in there, and we were so excited. Wow, like, you found oh the God, evidence. A mystery, which went nowhere. We yeah. never did anything. It was But we found oh, newspaper. Yours is, yeah,
2: Yours is way cooler. You actually found stuff. Oh,
0: but in that respect, I can see the draw for this film. I think one of the main reasons that we don't care for it is that we're not that age. Yeah. And if you were so. at that time, you probably still have soft feelings for it. So let us I'm going to give this one a pass. If you love the goodies, fair. good for you.
2: Yep. Yeah, I but, would say show if you have a, a child or a nephew or niece or something, you want to show it to them. Yeah. If they're right If they're the right age... By the way, do you think uh, girls would like this as much? As much? No. Yeah. Well,
0: I don't want to say that. That's not for me to say. That's unfair yeah. because it's like saying, oh, well, girls don't like race sets. That's a boy thing. Maybe girls would like this and could easily see them themselves in the place of Mikey or uh, Mouth or any of the other kids. Maybe Why it's not? just
2: the, the boys are, all, are the really active ones. The, uh, the female characters, except for Mama, don't really do much.
0: I, I, it's basically one of those things where I don't want to decide what a kid will identify with and yeah. not. Okay. So I would say, sure, if they want to watch it, I, I, it's definitely more meant yeah. for t- traditional males
2: than it is traditional yeah. females. But, but I agree. Know. I think it's a solid kids movie. Sure.
0: Yeah, just with some very interesting choices. And be aware that there's going to be murderous people and corpses yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. But you know what doesn't have murderous people and corpses in it? No. Our poll question. No, I don't. <laughs> No, I know you don't. So (laughs) if you folks would like to answer the new poll question, it is what movie did you see as a kid and you loved as a kid, but you really just can't watch it again as an adult for whatever reason? Let us know. And to do so, you can email us directly at us at maxmikemovies.com. Go to our website, maxmikemovies.com, where all our episodes live forever and ever upstate where they can run and play and have Uh, fun. Don't tell
2: him. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> and they, you can leave comments such as, you agree with us, you don't agree with us, answer the poll question, give us ideas for movies to watch, give us ideas for series to do. We love to hear that stuff. Yeah. If you listen to podcasts, which if you can hear me right now, you already are, we are on basically every podcast app that exists and a few that haven't been made yet. And lastly, if you go to Facebook, we are on Facebook as Max Mike Movies. But <laughs> we're only a little over halfway through this series of I can't believe you haven't seen that part two. Max. Yeah. Um, What movie haven't I seen that you cannot believe I haven't seen?
2: I don't know, man. I think this is all just too intense. You know what we need? We need some chill. Really? We need just chill. Yeah. We need a big chill. <laughs> big chill? And that is, in fact, the movie we're going to watch. That Mike has never seen a movie that people consider an anthem for our generation, The Big Chill. Huh. I um, literally know
0: nothing about it. Is it a gangster movie? Sure.
2: Sure it is. I actually thought it was. <laughs> no, it's it's really not. Oh, okay. Yes? No, you'll see. It stars... We've got Glenn Close, we've got Jeff Goldblum, and we have my nemesis, Kevin <laughs> Kline, who is doomed! <laughs>
1: I'm feeling chilly already.
2: This has been a co-production of The Voice of Max and The Movie Wrench.